Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom. This is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. The 18th day of April 2019, we're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. We're going to continue today in our study in the book of Ephesians, being with chapter 4 today, beginning verse 17. Before we get into God's word, let us uh, go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, that you would bless your word, anoint it today. Father, let the Holy Spirit be the teacher today and lead us and guide us in what needs to be said. You know every situation every circumstance, and we ask you today to minister through your word. You said you sent your word, and you healed us. We know the word today is none other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to discuss today the <clears throat> difference between the old man and the new man, or the old life and the new life. Jesus said, and the word of God says, that when we put on Christ when we accept him as Lord of our life that we become a new creature in Christ Jesus Um, we all the Bible declares were conceived in sin that's uh, a lot of people don't like to hear that but that's that's just a fact that we have a sin nature that uh, we are from fallen creatures we live in a fallen world And there's only one Redeemer and only one thing that can take care of the sin in our life, and that's none other than Jesus Christ and accepting him and let the blood of Christ eradicate our sin. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can take away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible declares there is no remission for sin. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, he says, I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. In other words, that word means morally depraved, uh, subject to the sin nature, subject to who we really are without Christ, all sin and come short of the glory of God. Now, I guess the scientific term of this would be metamorphosis, a change. A change takes place to an individual when they give their life over to Jesus Christ, when they truly repent of their sins, accept him into their heart, and let him be Lord of their lives. Progressively let him, letting him, the Spirit of God, sanctify them every day. Uh, Only the Holy Ghost can do this work in our lives. Be subject to the Spirit. Later on in this particular chapter, we'll see a verse that says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So, men by themselves, men left unattended, become morally depraved. In other words, they go about to do their own thing. The Bible declares this generation, generations before also have declared that good was evil and evil was good. Men left on their own will certainly uh, be destroyed, depraved, depravity, total depravity without Christ. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. 
Because that when they knew God, they glorified not, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now we see the condition of man without the light of Jesus Christ in our lives. It takes his light to to uh, order our footsteps, to lighten our path, so to speak, to illuminate us, to uh, turn on the searchlight, to let us know who we are without him. We see this in Isaiah chapter 6 when he says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And later on down in that particular chapter, he says, and I am a man of unclean lips. This was one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. He needed redemption. He needed to be changed by the power of God, as we all do. As we all do. And uh, we need to humble ourselves before God. Like the Word of God says, humble ourselves before God, and in due time we shall be exalted. So the condition of man without Christ is we are morally depraved. Depraved. We, we, we come short. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ephesians 4.18 Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, listen, through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. That word ignorance doesn't mean stupid. It just means without knowledge. Without knowledge. We can have that knowledge today. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Salvation is available, as we've talked in this particular book, that this is a universal call. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. Ephesians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 4.4, 4, I believe, says that um, the God of this world has blinded, blinded the minds of the people. Blinded the minds. Who's the God of this world? Satan. Satan's the God of this world. So we know today that uh, our understanding is darkened because, why? Because of the fall. Because of man's lacking. Man's lacking of God. Man's rebellion against God. So this is where we're at. And without Christ, we're lost. That scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Who's the God of this world? Little g. Satan, for a time and for a season. But the Bible declares that. Okay, so he's blinded the minds of the people. In other words, they're ignorant to the things of God. And it takes Jesus Christ that we might gain knowledge, that we might be reconciled back to God only through the blood of Christ. So that they have blindness in their heart or hardness of heart. Now, we read up there in Romans 1, 21, that when they knew God, when they had an opportunity to accept God, they didn't do it. They became vain in their imaginations. The Bible said if we reject God, then he'll turn us over to our own devices. It's a very dangerous thing to reject God or grieve the Holy Spirit of God. In the book of Ephesians 2.12, that, 
that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. This is this is the condition of man without Christ. And that's just the bottom line. That without God in the world, having no hope, being aliens, all because we're without Christ. See, there's no neutrality in this thing. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. We make a choice every day of our lives who we're going to serve. Choose. And we must choose Christ. He's the only one that can turn on the light in our lives. Without Jesus Christ, there's darkness in our lives. Total darkness. Depravity, as we talked about. Okay, Ephesians 4.19. Who being past, feeling have given themselves over unto what lasciviousness, or impurities, lewdness, perverseness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. Lasciviousness uh, means vices. <laughs> in other words, things that uh, are habits in our lives that are not good. They are vices, things that we know that are not godly that we need to get rid of. They are vices, but we can't get rid of these things in our own power. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. That's what the Word of God says. So, see, the Bible, the Word of God, is the book that when we read it, will read us. The Bible declares that the law was simply a mirror by which showed us our sin. Could not eradicate sin, could not do away with sin, but Jesus came and fulfilled the law. The perfect Lamb of God that, that has taken away the sins of the world. The perfect Lamb. Before that, millions of, uh, of uh, farm animals were, were, were slain. The blood ran in the temple down the troughs. But the Bible says that the blood of these animals couldn't get it done. It took the blood of Jesus Christ. See, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. If, if that is the nucleus of our life, if we put Jesus Christ in the center of our life, understanding comes, grace certainly comes, mercy comes, salvation is there, healing, deliverances, in Christ, all these things, all good gifts, the Bible says, come down from the Father of lights, which is God the Father. They sent Jesus the Son, and Jesus sent back the Holy Ghost that should lead us and guide us in all truth and all righteousness. First Timothy 4.2 says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now that... that uh, shows us total rejection. Total rejection. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's not a good good place to be. That is bordering or probably is reprobate. In other words, given over to our own devices. Are there reprobates? Probably. But God deals with us. And there are reprobates, I'm sure. But God deals with us. And uh, it's not his will that people be turned over. It's his will that people become subject unto him. And he's not a tyrant. As, as he, He's holy. And the Bible says he expects holiness. 
But he knows within ourselves we can't be holy. So he gave us an opportunity, see, to embrace his holiness through Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 6, once again, I saw the Lord high and lifted up his train for the temple, and the angels of the Lord were flying around and about, crying, Holy, 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 he's a thrice holy God. Ephesians 4.20 says, But ye have not so learned Christ. In other words, to uh, seek to satisfy the sin nature, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, our enemy. Our flesh is not a good thing. The flesh is our enemy. For there's no, con no condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So we need to put on Christ. We need to learn Christ. We need to know Christ. The revelation of him never ends. This is a daily walk. He, uh, he, should, he should become greater and greater in our lives. The Bible says, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4.21 If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. The only truth. The only source of truth is Jesus Christ. Now, that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of truth. But I'm talking about real truth. It covers. Truth that's undeniable. Truth that changes. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. Now, even the enemy can use truth. Of course, he... He perverts it. See, half truths are still a lie. So we, we we must embrace the total truth, and the total truth is in Christ. He is the truth. He is the life. And what look what he says here. And no man, no man. Doesn't matter what your position is, what your nationality. It doesn't matter what church you're affiliated with. That no man cometh unto the Father but by Jesus Christ. Ephesians one thirteen says in whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So, after you heard the word of truth, accept the gospel, which is our salvation. The Bible declares that Pilate stood a few feet from Jesus and said, what is truth? Staring truth dead in the face and still seeing not. Why? I just second read this 4 4. Because the God of this world has people blinded. And the only thing that can pull the mask or pull the blinders off of us is to receive Jesus Christ. He is the only light, the only layer of our path, so to speak. Now, there are false lights. The Bible declares the enemy, the angel, uh, Satan comes as an angel of light, but there's no light in him. The Bible says he's dark. Ephesians 4.22 gives us some things to do here, which we can only do through Christ. That ye put off concerning the former conversation. Hmm, see a change here. The old man, which is corrupt, according to deceitful lusts, which we've all been subject to. 
lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Those three things we, 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 we battle. These things are enemies of God. And there's only one way to conquer them. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Romans chapter 6. What the Bible says. It doesn't say we're not going to sin. It doesn't teach us we're going to be perfect. But it says sin shall not dominate your life. <clears throat> so Paul gives a, 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 a description here of the old man, which every day tries to resurface in our lives. We're in a warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against power and principalities. As I said before, our flesh is our enemy. Our flesh wants things that we shouldn't do or shouldn't have. Paul would, you know, he was in that same, that same quandary, so to speak. The Bible says he said, "The things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing." And he said, "Who, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death?" Romans six six is knowing this that our old man is crucified with him, should be crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Listen, henceforth we should not serve sin. Paul wrote to the Romans, the old man in Christ is crucified. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And this only happens in Christ. Let's again, the old man tries the best he can to resurface, to once again dominate our lives. It's a warfare. As I said before, our flesh is probably our worst enemy. Captives of our flesh and blood. Okay, Ephesians 4.23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Scripture says, gird up the loins of your mind, because the battleground is the mind. Romans 12.2. And be not conformed to this world. Conformity but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. These are basics here. These are, these are foundational scriptures. Be not conformed. Now, can you do this by yourself? No. No, it's not Christ that, it's not me that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. For I can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I'm persuaded, Paul said, that nothing shall separate me from the love of God, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Be not conformed, or don't be wrapped around or mesmerized by this world, but be transformed only by the Spirit of God, by the renewing of your mind. Let the Holy Spirit renew your mind. Make your supplications be known unto God, leaving those things that are behind. And God will give you peace that passeth all understanding only through Jesus Christ. These are things that needs to be done. And once again, we must seek God for help. When we put our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit helps us do what we need to do. He is our helper. The Bible uh, tells us that. He's our teacher. He leads us and guides us into all truth and all righteousness. 
Ephesians 4.24. And he put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, after God or in Jesus Christ. There's a new man available if we want a new man. Put him on, which is after God, created in righteousness and true holiness. In other words, provided through Jesus Christ, the only one that kept the written law, the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Romans 13, 12 says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. The night is far spent, time sure, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the old works of darkness, and put on the armor of light. The armor of light is through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Ephesians 4.25 Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Don't lie. For all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. Speak every man truth. Don't be deceitful. Be uh, forthwith and upright. Zechariah 16 says this, These are the things that ye shall do. Speak you every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates on your household. Colossians 3.9 Let lie, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Yeah. Lying is a terrible thing. It deceives, it causes mistrust, it causes problems and situations. Lying is a... It, it's a never-ending thing. It just causes problem after problem after problem after problem. Because once you lie, you got to lie again. See? So truth, as hard as it is sometimes, certainly is the, the best avenue to go. Tell the truth. The Bible says the truth will set us free. Ephesians 4.26. Be ye angry and sin not. Now, there's a lot of controversy over that. <laughs> How do you do that exactly? Well, Jesus gave an example when 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 he was in the temple and he said, uh, you've made the house of God a den of thieves. And the Bible says he drove them out. Uh, that was his righteous anger. You know, we can qualify a lot of things in our lives as righteous anger, but you know, you, uh, uh, really let, really need to let the Holy spirit be a guide on that. Cause sometimes we can be angry and certainly sin and anger is a problem. So it says here, be angry, sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. In other words, forgive. Forgive. And this, this once again, once again, we, we, we have this inclination to be angry because of the sin nature. And the only thing that can uh, squelch this is Jesus Christ and faith in him, the blood of Christ, the help of the Holy Spirit can help us in being angry and sinning and sinning. I've heard people say, well, this is my righteous indignation. Well, God, God's the judge whether your indignation is righteous or not, or mine, okay? Psalms 37 and 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do, to do evil. Cease from anger with the help of Almighty God. Okay, this is, uh, people go to classes, anger management. Anger's a problem. It can cause problems, a lot of problems. People... To become angry, become violent. I mean, you're just, it's a domino effect. Okay? And the only one that can squelch anger in our life is Jesus Christ. He can help us with anger. Amen. Anger, bitterness, strife, clamor. Okay. 
Ephesians 4.27, very short verse, but very powerful. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any room. Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he can destroy and seeking whom he can devour. James 4.7 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Word to God. If you submit yourself to God, and then you resist. The devil has no power over you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't give him place. Don't step into his uh, traps, so to speak. Come on. Don't entertain him. Don't let your eyes look at anything. Don't let your ears hear anything. Don't speak anything. In other words, keep separated. The Bible calls it sanctification, progressive sanctification. The power we have over him is not our power. It's what Jesus did at the cross. Jesus conquered him. Jesus put every principality in power to an open shame, Colossians says. It's Jesus who won our victory. And we can't fight the devil on ourselves. That's why he says submit yourself to God. And in other words, what that means is submit yourself to God's plan. And God's plan is Jesus Christ. Okay, Ephesians 4.28. Let him that steal... I'm sorry, let him the stole steal no more. Rather let him labor, working with his hand, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Well, pretty self-explanatory. Don't steal. Go to work. Work with your own hands. When you have when you have enough, help others. Sometimes we don't have enough. Always be ready to give. Always be ready to lend a hand. Uh, uh, see, these are changes, see. These are physical outward changes that takes place when you know Christ. We, people don't steal anymore. They don't uh, become con, con men and con women. They don't felice. You know I mean, they, uh, they work and do an honest, as the old, old times in honest days work. When honest days pay. Okay. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. If we gain things through ill will and through conniving and things of this nature, then God's going to judge that according to the word of God. God's not mock. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. This is 429. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Then we're talking today about the old man versus the new man. The new man doesn't let any corrupt communication Proceed out of our mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. Colossians 4 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And when we say corrupt communication, yeah, we say, Well, that's cussing the Well, it, could, it is, of, sure, of course, but it's also. Words, hard words you say to people. You be careful what comes out of your mouth. If it's corrupt coming out of your mouth, then it's going to corrupt those that hear it or cause problems and hurt and uh, wound, wound people. Words are wounding. The old saying used to be sticks and stones or break my bones, but words will never bother. That's not true. Words hurt. Proverbs 18.21, Solomon wrote, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hmm. Both be careful what you say. Choose your words. 
Be slow to speak. Be slow to anger, the Bible says. Ephesians 4.30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? Well, speaking things we shouldn't speak, rejecting his way, being disobedient, not receiving him at all, claiming him, not listening to him. If we live in the Spirit, then we're going to walk in it. You know, it just it just follows suit. Okay, Ephesians four thirty one. Another good thing here: let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you. <clears throat> pardon me, with all malice, things you need to get rid of: bitterness, wrath, anger. We talked about clamor, talking, speaking loudly about somebody. Evil speaking, talking about people. Come on. Remember, we just read that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And the new man doesn't involve himself in these things. See, these are Christian disciplines. You know, we don't deal with this a lot. You know, we, uh, we're worried about our goosebumps and feeling good. But you know, we need to deal with the heart. The Bible says guard your heart because out of the heart proceeds your, the issues of life. Proverbs fourteen seventeen says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Hmm. So anger is a definite problem. Wrath's a problem. Bitterness certainly is a problem. Don't hang on to that. We read the account of in the Old Testament when the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea, they come to a, uh, a, a pond of water called Mer- I believe it was called Moriah, and it was a place of bitterness. And they became bitter because they couldn't drink. Just had got over a miracle, just had, had experienced a miracle of God, and now come to these bitter waters. And the Bible says that God told Moses, go get that tree and stick it in the water. Well, this was the type of the cross. The only thing that can get rid of our bitterness is Jesus Christ and accepting his finished work in our lives. Ephesians 4.32 And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven us, admonishing us that we be kind to one another. Sometimes it takes work. Tenderhearted. Try, try to look at other people's situation through their eyes, through their perspective. Try, try to feel what they're going through. There's a reason people are the way they are. We we need to be tenderhearted. We need to learn how to forgive. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For even as God, because of Christ, our intercessor, our breach repair, have forgiven us. We've been forgiven, so we need to forgive. First Peter three eight. Finally, be ye all one mind, having compassion one another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous. Never be humble. Have sympathy. Come on. Just not empathy, but sympathy. Really care for what people are going through. And do your best to help them in Christ. Introduce them. Tell them there's one that can help. 
There's one that can see, see it through. There's, there's one that can actually change their heart and change who they are. That's what we're talking about today. A metamorphosis that takes place when men and women, boys and girls, meet Jesus Christ. There has to be a change. There has to be according to the Word of God. Everything we do in this world has a has a reaction, has a consequence. If we hit our if we hit our, our finger with with a hammer, it's going to hurt. There's no way getting out of that. And it's the same way. If we meet Jesus Christ, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a change, and the change comes through Jesus Christ. And we talked about the old man wants to resurface. You know, don't be shocked by that. It's going. It, he's going to try to do it. Try to destroy our faith. Try to let let the new man subside in our lives and go away. But through Jesus Christ, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you, the Bible declares. Okay? We're warned that this enemy, our flesh and blood, will rise up and try to take over again. But we can only be that which we need to be through Christ. And in him, we've got to rely on we can't do this through religious activities, through penances and all the things that, that people do, not by work. Works are very important. The Bible says without works, faith are dead. If you have faith, then you're going to have work. That's going to come. But it's not the works that save us. It's the faith. It's the faith we have in Jesus Christ and him crucified that brings salvation. And he doesn't just save us and leave us. He gives us the Holy Spirit every day of our lives as we keep our faith and our eyes upon him, and he'll help us through this thing. The Holy Ghost will guard us and keep us. So we need to get these things, that anger and bitterness. My Lord, how, 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 how we need to get, these things are destroying us from, from the inside out. Jealousy, envy, strife. These things are not of God, and they will destroy thee. These are fruit of the flesh. And only Jesus Christ can help us. I guess I want to say recommit today to letting God help you. Recommit to make sure that Jesus sits on the throne of your heart, that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to have presence in your life, allowing him to speak to you, not outside of the word of God. He'll always speak through the word of God. He doesn't bring confusion. For out of the mouths of two or three, he says, I will confirm my word. He's your helper today. He's your helper, the Holy Spirit, which is sent by the Son, also from the Father. The Father sent the Son, and the Son sent the Spirit. There's hope today. We can be new in Christ. And then the Bible tells us to be renewed daily. It's what Paul said. Like, we don't have this thing whipped, so we need to be renewed daily by the power and by the Spirit of God. All these things we talked about are detrimental to our souls. And lying to operate in our lives will certainly bring depravity. That's what the Word of God says. So in Christ alone, we place our trust. He's our chief cornerstone. His ground is solid ground. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't know him today, if you don't know him today, Call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Repent. Repent. Denounce all evil. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in another direction. Ask him to forgive your sins. Call upon his name 
and you shall be delivered. By his stripes you're healed, chastised for your peace of mind, bruised for your iniquities. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done today. And we thank you for your word that points out what direction we need to go. It points out the shortcomings in our lives. Lord, it gives us something every day, a goal to uh, uh, not let these things conquer our lives. Not these things, not let these things sit and dwell in our hearts and fester. But they could be cast out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, the psalmist David said, renew within us a right spirit. Give me a clean heart and a right heart. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to heal the sick today, those chronic illnesses, Lord, those bound, those addicted, those in need of help today. And we all do. We all need you today. We all need your help today, Lord. Many to different degrees, but we ask you today in Jesus' name that you'd help and set free and deliver. Let individuals call on you today, Lord. Let them get their eyes off of men. Get their eyes on you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith and never the author of confusion. We thank you, Lord, for all you've done. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.